What's going on, everybody? It's Derek. And it's Doug. And Sam. This is the Gaming and Chill podcast number 75? Somewhere uh, around there. 75 last Close week. enough. It's 70s. <laughs> it's in that zone. Amen to that. Let's introduce our topic. What was the first game or movie moment that made you pause, walk away, and think, what did I just see, and why is it? Ooh. Before we do that, let's, uh, what's going on? What did you guys do this week? Well, you know, hearing the screaming baby in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Tips you off on a few things. <laughs> a few things. Sitting there, it's like, hey, just getting used to everything. But I did get a chance to go to the uh, Louisville Arcade Expo. It was pretty lit. Good. Uh, there are a lot of pinball machines. Oh, wasn't there was there? like a crap ton of pinball machines. I think overall there were over three hundred different games, and basically any like pinball version you could think of. They had like Star Wars. They had ACDC. They had uh, the my favorite Starship Troopers. I played that one for a while. Um, as well as they had a whole bunch of other retro cabinets like uh, Pac Man, Donkey Kong, the originals. Um, just Anything that you would probably find in a, like, 1980s arcade, they had plenty of them, as well as my favorite feature was they had uh, all the home gaming consoles, um, the museum, going back all the way to, like, pre-Apple II video game systems, and you could play them all. I've seen they had a Satellaview, is that is that correct? Yeah, man. They also had, and I didn't realize this existed, apparently Nintendo... Um, we, I can send the pictures and information over to us so we can have this picture up. Um, came up with a Super Nintendo system that actually connected to the satellite so you could play people via... Um, the Satellaview. Yes. It was awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize what the name of it was, so... <laughs> so, I would like to make for the record and to make it abundantly clear... I didn't have to Google that. Yeah. <laughs> the best part about it, though, is like I was looking at the actual cost of it. So it was like $250 back in the day. So I think it was, what, what 95 Like, it was kind of advertised. It's a change. Yeah. But on top of that, you had to pay $185 a year for the satellite service. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> so I'm like... And I thought paying, you know, 100 bucks a year for xbox was bad no, it was like whoa and that part, the best part like it was super slow and there were like only one or two games that worked with it so needless to say it was like the virtual boy which they also had that you could go through and could play with that's pretty awesome now, i'm a huge fan of old school arcades uh i mean I, i'm not sure if i know the answer is there other than the little arcade expos is there anything in our local area for arcade wise uh, Rec Bar uh, is the only place I know of. That's what I was going to say. Um, I do have the question. Uh, you said they had a virtual yes. boy. Uh, approximately how many new diseases do you think will be created from people playing with yeah, it? Yeah, I didn't even touch it, so I don't know. There might your be a kids, new version of, like, up to this. hepatitis <laughs> or something. Super pink eye. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> uh, somewhere around 
in our local area that there was a Dixie Highway. Dixie Highway. That there was a dude. Again, I'd, I'd like to make it abundantly clear. <laughs> I didn't have to Google this. Yes, I remember this. Only well, recently came out that some dude had like Hepe and was working there. Yeah, in the produce section. So if anybody's listening to this in Louisville and you went to the Dixie Highway um, Kroger produce section in the last couple of months, you might want to get tested. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's, a... it's not a joke, actually. They're actually recommending people go get tested. <laughs> Uh, will Kroger this pay for is, that? I don't know, but if you have it, this is the one. joke. <laughs> this is the joke. Put down the produce. Pick up Doritos. Marketably safer now. <laughs> it is that's, true. Uh, nah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> it's sad, but that's true. We're talking about this. In other news, um, this week I finally ended out the trilogy of the cars. Nice. Nice. Yep. All, I was there for that. All <laughs> cars were fixed. You also and... stole Doug's backpack, Derek, because we were looking for stuff. Uh, and... <laughs> he did return Correction, it to that. he left it there. He gave it back to that. He left it there. <laughs> I stole nothing. He left it there. Fair. I couldn't bring home my cookies the other day, which I left at work, by the way. What cookies? <laughs> yeah. The cookies probably lasted longer at work, though, in defense. Uh, <laughs> considering that I was sitting there all day wondering why they're just four boxes of Girl Scout cookies chilling out at Doug's desk. Uh. <laughs> Not in the drawer, mind you. Not in the drawer. Yeah, because you guys don't have drawers anymore, do you? Doug no, doesn't. Sam does. <laughs> Sam does. I need to get my stuff out of here. Out of Perks of drawer. management. <laughs> Just make key copies of your key and go with this. Drawer's yours. We don't actually, have keys on our drawer. Actually, legitimately, there's more of Doug's stuff in my drawers than my own stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. How does that not surprise me? <laughs> it was one of those I needed to move it off my desk because I was getting my to- uh, tower put up on the desk. Now I just need to take it out Fun. of the desk drawer. And actually Fun take times. stuff home. Instead of leaving uh, everything at work. I know that feel. What did I do this week? Nothing. Working on a few other things. Nothing during the week. Mostly it's just work and coming home and streaming. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, Emilia's birthday, right? The new Chrono... You celebrated what? Emilia's birthday, right? Celebrated by... I let her watch Elmo. <laughs> that That is... There's not much celebrating with a dude. That is putting yourself and taking one for the team. <laughs> He didn't say he watched like, it with her, but she watched <laughs> Elmo. She watched Elmo, and I sat on the couch and was like, I don't want to watch Elmo. <laughs> I don't care, Mr. Noodle. <laughs> I think one of my favorite Reddit was... posts in the world is it talks about this guy checked into a hotel, and the only things that they had was like three channels, the news, Sesame Street, and something else that was like in Spanish. And at like nine in the morning, he heard some grown man like yelling at the TV, dang it, Mr. Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> I've read that. Yeah. I read that the other day, actually. But then you have to ask the question of, there's Mr. Noodle, his brother, Mr. Noodle, his sister, Mrs. Noodle. It's like, I have some There's questions. some complicated mythos on Sesame Street these days. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one that makes you feel like Nostradamus is when you guess what Elmo's song is going to be. <laughs> You're like, 
I am a prophet, it has been foretold. <laughs> Today's theme is about violins, and the song ends up being about, all, the only words are violin. It's like, I am a prophet, I guess. Oh, wait, this show's for two-year-olds. Never mind. I'm a prophet. I guess I'm really popular amongst the two-year-olds. Yeah, you're a prophet of the two-year-olds. Have you read that one uh, comedian? I teach, um, was it kindergarten? And uh, they're amazed by me. They're like, you can count up to, what, you can tie your own shoes? Yeah. When I'm not counting to a (laughs) hundred. For my next... Amazing magical trick! My thumb will disappear! Okay. <laughs> this man is clearly a magician. Cool. Let's so. move on. <laughs> Alright, before we get to our YouTube roundup, let's hear from our sponsors of the day. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle! Back to you guys. And we're back. All right, for the YouTube roundup, we've got what Japanese prison food looks like. What a deal. That actually, was... it looks really good. So, <laughs> I, I actually like this guy's channel because he breaks down like Japanese culture and everything like that. And this video is actually really entertaining. It really was. Because there was like... They, they showed the food, which is like two box sets, but it's got like fish and rice and soup. And I was like, they eat better than I do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, pretty sure they eat better than our school children. They really do, actually. That's what's really depressing. <laughs> now, they, they broke it down. It was like, yeah, people here worked hard labor. Yeah, they built the road to the prison. And I was like... <laughs> Man, <laughs> run that. They're not they're not slacking off though, are they? Run that by me one more time. <laughs> yeah. You, seriously? No. I'd no. be like, uh, I'm sorry. What? But even their cells, to be honest, looked a little comfy. Yeah. They looked better than our dorms at <laughs> college. Yeah. That's. I was like, man, look, marketably look better. Better than my first apartment. <laughs> <laughs> It was like a nice futon, you had a little bit of shelf, you had like, you almost had like a medicine cabinet. Yeah. And you had a privacy. And it was like, yeah, I was like, these cells look really nice. And like that communal gathering area looked really, really nice. And I was like, I had to stop and think, now, is this a typical Japanese prison or is this just like... The better one. So I did a little bit of digging, and actually that's kind of how all of their, like, prisons are organized for the most part. For standard, like, crimes. I I think that there's, like, for murderers and stuff along those lines, it's a little bit different, but... Is that current? uh, I'd have to double check, but everything that I saw, like, 
apparently worked. However, so here's what I also found. Apparently there's a bunch of human rights campaign people that are claiming that the Japanese are using total er, totalitarian-like methods in their prisons. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so from everything I gathered, I honestly think the Japanese prison system has the right idea. While it, the video gives the impression that they have things better off than an American inmate does, which, let's be honest, they really do compared to some of yeah. the things we see in our yeah. correctional system. But they don't really go overboard. Um, in those meal sizes, we saw that there was healthy, balanced portion sizes. However, you're pretty much screwed if you have a fish allergy. That That's one thing to go with saying. Yeah. I'd like to interject here and go, you're pretty much screwed if you have a fish allergy. Allergy? And you're in exactly Japan. no <laughs> at all, <laughs> but apparently, like prison terms in Japan are a whole lot shorter than the U.S. However, they're a lot more intentional about their punishment as well as like serving the time. So, like, I was reviewing that little schedule that briefly pops up there that he showed on the video. So after waking mm-hmm. up at like 6:40 a.m., they have an inspection of their bunk areas, and then they get to have a 20-minute breakfast. Then they work them eight hours a day with a 20-minute lunch, and then they get a 20-minute dinner and then two hours of free time and then bed at 9 o'clock. And then they repeat this. They don't have any days off. They just keep going and have this routine, like, beaten into them. Um, In addition, they go through – they basically have that discipline, go through and get taught to them as well as um, they're not allowed to talk to each other. Apparently – the reason why they have meals inside of, like, the cells and stuff like that for, I guess, higher offensive crimes, you're always in your cell when you eat, except for the lunch and commune area. Basically, they don't allow you to speak to anybody, so you don't develop, like, prison gangs and stuff like that. And by the end of it, you've either learned a trade and go back out into society, or you've learned discipline and basically realize that... It sucks being stuck in like a box little area watching black and white TV for however many t- however many well, hours. Honestly, that was giving me my next question. What is the rate of return on prisons? So I know mm. the American prison system is like once you've pretty much been to prison, prison not like a weekend in jail, but like prison, prison. You're pretty much gonna be there like off and on for the rest of your life, really. Well, also I'd like to point out, and if we have any Japanese listeners or somebody who's a little bit more in tune with Japanese current culture, they have pretty strict timing and regulation outside of prison. Like, Japanese school kids go to school all day long. They get there early to do stuff for club activities. They have a small lunch. Then after school, they do their cleanup, their club activities, they go to cram school, they come home, they eat dinner, they go to bed. So, I mean, it. It's a, I think it's a very more structured and rigid society. But does the structure make, I don't want to say something strangely, does the structure make it better in life? Because here's the thing, like, okay, you know that test scores say yes. <laughs> unless you move, you're literally going to sit next to the same kid for 18 plus years. That's not a bad thing. Yes, yeah, that's not a bad thing because it's like, oh, cool. Well, I mean, 
you're kind of one of my best friends because, like, well, we, no, we kind of have to. <laughs> well, it's not just that. It's, like, your entire class. Your entire class moves up. So it's not just that that kid who you sit next to that... In American culture, it's, like, the kid you sit next to or the kid that lives in your neighborhood. It's, like, no, these are your friends pretty much your entire life. You will know them until you all uh, graduate. So you you go to class together. You have lunch together in the classroom. So you're there for so much time together. And then when you get into the workforce, granted, they work really, really hard. And that is something I think on American culture it's lost of. You go to work for eight hours and then you come home and you you have a you basically have a hobby, but it's less intentional time. Well, let me tell you, the eight hour workday is because of socialist endeavors. Eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, and eight hours of fun. That was the union's slogan. It's why we don't work ten four ten hour days. Or, you know, like a three twelve hour days and a half day or something like that. Something and, like that. Yeah. It's the reason why we work five eights instead of four tens. I don't know how I feel about that. No, I'm saying it was like a socialist move. True. Um, but as far as like the prison goes, I was like, okay. It, you, like, you, like Sam said, uh, it's very much much more intentional. It's not just an arbitrary sh- long term. It's a harder short term, if that makes sense. Is that something along the lines, Sam? Yeah. For me, it was one of the things where it's like, hey, you're having to work for the crime that you did. And even though, yeah, they give you that brief two-hour window at the evening to do whatever you want, it's still basically you have to work it off. And there's no off days or there's no special events or anything else along those lines. There's no – or like (sighs) – I guess specialty programs like they don't bring puppies into your <laughs> your cells yeah. or anything like that or you don't have break time or just a bunch of laying around working out at the gym because I'm pretty sure you're out there working enough to uh <laughs> like actually be working out if that makes any sense. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh it was just a really interesting video cuz you don't really see a whole lot of videos about prison systems no. unless it's about the american prison system and how terrible truly awful it is how truly awful it is and how many repeat offenders we have yeah so that's the pretty much thing about the american system it's repeat offenders it's a system of well, i mean that's why i really want to buy investments in private prisons because it's nothing but a sinkhole you don't learn anything like you you don't learn anything that makes you a better human being if you're in there for four years that's four years of your life where you have to go, well, I was in prison. I didn't really do anything. I just kind of existed there. Avoided the prison fights. Exactly. But then, hey, that stays in your record. You know who's going to hire a dude who's been in for prison for four years? Nobody. True. Pretty much. And so you turn, what do you do? You turn to crime. Yep. You go work um, at McDonald's, and then, you know, it's just like, well... I mean, not that there's anything wrong with McDonald's mind you, but, like, there's no chance for improvement. I read this meme fact thing, and, again, I can't testify to the uh, accuracy of this, 
But the idea of it was really interesting. Um, Portugal. They basically almost decriminalized all drug offenses. And their prison intake, like, reduced so drastically. Because, like, if you're caught with a supply of over 10 days, however that's defined, you don't immediately go to prison. You actually get in front of a judge and a lawyer and a counselor, like a drug counselor, to talk to to talk it out, basically. I'm more fascinated of what they consider ten days worth of drugs. <laughs> that was definitely it. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> let me well, tell you, you see, I'm all your at the honor. hospital, I can tell you, some people ten days goes a long way for you and me. <laughs> right, but it was just really interesting. Of they go in front of a drug counselor like they get help and it was just interesting of that they didn't just go okay and into the slammer with you because that's really not helping anyone you know if that makes sense makes sense to me it's like weird treating people like people tends to make them be better people fascinating i think there's an equation for this (laughs) neat okay uh, do you want to move on, or do you got more to say about this? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Second one is Wreck-It Ralph is sequel, number two. It's going to be Ralph Breaks the Internet. It was the official teaser trailer. Yes. First impressions. You go first, Doug. My first impressions um, were, I forgot, I'm not... This is going to sound awful. I forgot how annoying Sarah Silverman's voice is on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, I I know what Vanellope Von Sweet looks like, and it she does not have the voice of um, Sarah Silverman. In my opinion, she has the voice of Kaylee from Firefly. Okay. I can see <laughs> it. So, I, like, I, like, I love Wreck-It Ralph. And I, I even, like, I've watched the trailer a few more times, and I got used to Sarah Silverman's voice again. But it's just like, ugh, that's not the voice I expected out of that little girl. Um, I have some concerns about it, but I, I, I it's a Disney movie. It's gonna do, it's gonna do well. I mean, Inside Out could have been a horrible thing. Zootopia. Zootopia was great, been... thank you. Oh, Zootopia was awesome. But I'm like, if it had potential to... to be a disaster, though. Yeah, it really yeah. did. You know, pitch that in a room and say. Hey, we're gonna have a bunny cop and a fox. They're gonna hang out together, and you're just like, no, they're not. This is stupid. I'm stupid. We're all stupid. But it did really well, and it's actually one of my favorites of 2016. I mean, uh, hey, Moana. It's true. No, they didn't come out the same year. <laughs> it did not. It came out actually. I think that Wreck It Ralph. Wow, Wreck-It Ralph was like 2012, I was about to say, because I oh watched that before I moved back to Georgia. I mean, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I've seen that in theaters. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, think I think we're in a concerning era of animated films that are coming out that are just kind of black. And so it's kind of muddling up the waters. I I agree with you that it has some concerns, Doug. Or that I oh, I have some concerns. I I have my own concerns, especially because there was no plot line given in the teaser trailer. 
Yeah. Except the, except the kitty gets the milkshake. The kitty gets the milkshake, and the rabbit gets the pancakes. The rabbit gets the pancakes, and the kitty gets the milkshakes. <laughs> 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 but I, I, I had a genuine chuckle at that. Oh, my I, gosh, yeah. I shared this with you guys a little bit before, but I wanted to expound here. I have a worry that it could be product placement, the movie, part yeah. two. But as Doug said, it's Disney. So Disney doesn't do bad animation. But also to be fair, Wreck-It Ralph really was a kind of the same thing because you had like all of Sega's games. You had. I'll, I'll say I'll say yes, but no. They were references and not direct product placement. A good example of product placement is the Emoji Movie. We're going to the Dance Dance Revolution app. Oh, cool. Where are we going next? We're going to Dropbox and then Candy Crush. It's like, okay, you are dropping some serious names here. This is American capitalism at its best. (laughs) Right. Yes, comrade. But whereas like with Disney animation, it's like, okay, they... They managed to get around that with references, which I am 100% okay with. Of like, if you know who Cuber is, congratulations. You're one of five people. Or Tapper. It, if you Tapper know, yeah, if you know all the villains and the villain therapy group, that's awesome. But they weren't like, I'm sorry, what did you say? M. Bison from Street Fighter 2. I do agree. Bowser from Super Mario over there is correct. <laughs> It was like, okay, they're just small, like, references. But I I have a worry, because they showed what... I don't know if they directly called it eBay. They did. But it was like an auction site. And I was like, oh, they're going to be doing this, huh? All right. Hold on. Please don't let 4chan show up. Here's the thing. I do think that this is just the teaser rather than a trailer. True. I, I so, hate that. We're going to have a teaser trailer. Then we're going to have a trailer. Then we're going to have a teaser teaser trailer. No, just give us a trailer. Well, I, mean, I think that they wanted to get something out because for the longest time, nobody knew that Wreck-It Ralph was going to be a thing. I don't think it needs to be a thing, though. Wreck-It Ralph 2, I loved Wreck-It Ralph. I never thought it needed a sequel. I never was like, I wonder what they're doing now. I was like, okay. They learned, like, I don't want a Moana sequel. I don't want a Frozen sequel. I don't I'm always a... up for a Frozen sequel. Okay, uh, that's you. Yeah, we're going to go through and nip that in the bud right now, even though I already know it's <laughs> it's already on its way. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we don't need sequels upon sequels. They did that in the 90s. Walt Aladdin Disney too. did not believe in sequels, which is why all the Disney classics did not have any form of a sequel until after he was long gone. Hey, the you third mean Aladdin movie, the third Aladdin, mo- Aladdin movie with his dad was great. Hey, and I know. That, that is one of my favorite movies of all time. But I'm saying that that was after he died, Aladdin came out. He's been True. dead since, like, what? Since the 80s? He's been frozen, thank you. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has that been snoped yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who needs Mulan 2? No one asked for it. Who are you going to defeat now? Hey, you defeated the It gave hunts. us a reason to want the Szechuan sauce back. Gotta have that yeah, sauce that came, out, that came out this week. That, that came out that, this that, week, that. by the way, if anybody hasn't gotten it. It's pretty 
pretty mediocre to what I remember it, but hey, it's still a good if, dipping sauce. If I were to never have it, like, it would just be like, eh, that was a neat little, like, memory lane. But it's one of those, like, ugh, like... <laughs> the magic for it is ruined once you've seen the video of the guy on the counter jumping up and down going I'm Pickle Rick and you're like I don't want to associate with these people <laughs> yeah none of these people <laughs> none of these, these people are... represent me and the sad thing is they're going they vote that's the problem so you guys would have gotten a kick out of this so I went to the expo with my father-in-law who has a pinball machine was really excited about this wait why have I never been invited over to their house then I don't know. You've never asked. <laughs> you never told me I had a pinball machine. But <laughs> the we, truth we, comes out. We got or we got into the car afterwards. He's like, there were a lot of weird guys over there. <laughs> and I'm like, to be fair, a lot of these guys have been playing Donkey Kong and taking bong hits ever since the 80s. So <laughs> <laughs> they own three to four pinball machines. No one does this. <laughs> My favorite thing is I was playing Pac-Man and. I all of a sudden got this uh, <laughs> aroma. Someone's invading my space. Yeah, this aroma of like, hmm, it's kind of skunky smell. And I thought it was I the did... dude next to me, but he left and it was still there. I realized that the machine <laughs> was filled. So I looked up at the name tag. It's like, all right, name changed for safety reasons. I know what you did. <laughs> we know. <laughs> but that was it. You wanted to like... You want to mail him a Skyrim-esque letter with a black hand that just says, we know. <laughs> we know. But the best part was, like, we got in there. He's like, there were a lot of weird people there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you turn and go, hey, you're a generation, buddy. Exactly. Keep it in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like, that's one of my... I bet you I... could have started a panic if you had yelled, oh, God, the cops are here. <laughs> I gotta use the bathroom. Not after I do. <laughs> so I'll try to cram in there. And today in the news, 47 tons of... <laughs> and blocked all of the sewers. It's um, weird that you'd find 40, 40 tons. Exactly. <laughs> like, how do you even flush 35 tons down? <laughs> I don't know, but we're gonna have to take this 30 tons. <laughs> but, okay. You what? I would say you did get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got what you were going for. I got your 25-ton joke. Um, <laughs> it's one of, like, why... I, it, on a level, it's, like, why I like going to cons. And I've been to two of them all at this point. And they were the same con. Uh, just different years. But it's like, you get to meet a bunch of new people. But the downside is, is you get to meet a bunch of new people. Where you're like... <laughs> I really well, please don't I call me. I'm gonna give you my card and please ignore all the information on this. Doug and I uh, met someone at last Comic Con. I think we can talk about it now. Yeah. Who wanted had some opinions? Had had some opinions on 1920s Germany about how they maybe didn't do things wrong. And I'm sitting there going, mm 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 mm. I don't want to be at my booth. Mm-mm, no, please leave. And I'm sitting there going, how do you ask a dude? Wow, I did not see that coming. Ugh. <laughs> oh, what was great is, like, like that, there's a level, like, that's just weird. But then also he's like, you know, he didn't like 
anybody of color in movies or comic book heroes. So he was trying to argue that Storm from the X-Men should not be a person of color. Yeah, I those are the kind that. of people that I don't associate myself with. We were yes. trapped in our booth. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want to leave. Oh, this is my booth. I'm going to go take photos. Be right back. Smoke break. <laughs> what was... I think it was bad at our booth, but he went next door to the cosplay wig booth that was ran by a couple ladies in cosplay. And he kept like have, like quizzing and hassling them. And it's like, dude, just leave. Just leave. And he came back two days in a row? Oh, yeah. It was... He, he was a winner of a person. But that's like the downside of a con. You get to meet all those interesting people that um, have interesting ideas. And you're like, hmm, I wish I could leave. Now, to be fair, like, not everybody at the con was like that. No, like, Actually, it was really not. funny because a lot of the people there were, like, dads bringing their kids, which was really awesome to watch. Yeah. And Where's the save button? Son, there is no there save There is button. no save button. What do I need to do? The only way you can actually do well in this over. game is to get such a high score, you can leave your three initials up at the top. And it your three initials sweet. are only composed of A and S. I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> Everyone did that. And like, you could be the nutmost, like, nice person ever. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll agree. Not everyone's bad. It's just, like, the few people that... It's like when you go somewhere and, like, that one negative thing sticks out and it's <laughs> That one guy. <laughs> that, that one guy who has interesting racist. ideas. Who's a supreme racist, and you're like, mm, <laughs> I'm gonna remember this. <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna remember this, and not any of the neat cosplay I just seen. Thanks, buddy. See you Dog next meat year. Dog will remember this. You what? Dog meat will remember this. <laughs> All right. Let's. Speaking of remembering things, let's move on to our main topic. Yeah. What was the first game or movie moment that made you pause, walk away, and think, what did I just see? Doug, do you want to introduce? We'll introduce, and then we'll expound. Doug, do you want to go? Yeah. Uh, Sam, you had asked me earlier what this like this question meant, because like, the wording isn't the greatest on, the, on our <laughs> notes. It's one of those... Uh, so the topic is when you just like see something in a game or movie, and you're just like, I need to pause and think about walk things. around the house. You know that meme where it's like the three wolf moon, like the faded style meme where the guy that's like looking and then he's like on the beach and throwing his hands back. Like why? Yeah. 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 That's the kind of feeling you get. Like for me, the scene was um, the last of us, the very beginning. Oh yeah. And that totally wrecks you by <clears> the way. Oh, hey, but, Sam, play dude, it now that, I, you're, now that you have a daughter. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I don't think I can do that. I couldn't do it hardly when I played it the first time. I'm like, oh. Dude, I watched it this no. afternoon in preparation for the topic. <laughs> I nearly, like, teared up again. I was like, hold it in. <laughs> but, like, that was one of those scenes where, like, I had not known anything about this game. Like, I knew it was a game, like, what it was. But nobody ever mentioned the opening scene. So I'm like... 
just coming off playing Bioshock Infinite. I'm like, do 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 do. Throw it in my PlayStation Three. Turn it on. <laughs> Twenty minutes later, I'm like, I need to go for a walk. <laughs> I need to hug my loved ones. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, what did I just like? It's, it's not one of those like super bizarre things. In fact, the reason why it's so sad. I don't want to say hurtful, but just like impactful is because it's a thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna go crash my Starliner in the sun to defend, you know, the pseudo-deity person in my life. It's just like, this is a father trying to save his daughter, and whoops! Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sam, what was yours? Uh, actually, mine... There were two moments in this game. Okay, bar, because, so, bar Final Fantasy VII. Moving on. Yeah, no, so one. No, I was about to say, we, we don't talk about that. Bar, barring Starship Troopers. Yes. And Firefly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the movie. Serenity, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Now, I it, it was a situation like Doug. I went into the game completely blind. It's like, ah, found it in the dollar bin. I'm going to go play this game. It's Spec Ops The Line. Did you guys ever play that one? I've never played this. I think you've told me about this. Yeah, so basically for all of you that haven't played this game, the story takes place in the Middle East. I'm pretty sure it's like Dubai or something like that. And some weather weird thing causes massive sandstorms to like isolate the city of Dubai. And there's a missing ranger division that like just vanishes. So your team is a special forces group where it's like, hey, spec ops, the line that infiltrates and finds out that these rangers have like gone insane because of just the horrible conditions there, the enemy that they've been fighting and basically PTSD on steroids for the whole thing. And Mm. I, I really, it's an awful game when, with, when it comes to controls, like it was the worst thing to play. However, the storyline, if you guys ever just want to go watch just the campaign playing through, it's worth it because basically there's two scenes. There's one in the middle of the thing where you're like, oh man, that hits you right in the feels. Your character literally fries two dozen civilians with white phosphorus with an airstrike he calls in. Ooh. Oh, wow. Like, and it shows their burnt bodies, which is like one of the things where you're like, Oh gosh, because it's like you made the command and you actually direct the fire for this thing and it drops down on these people that are huddled in a corner that you think are all enemy enemy soldiers and you're like, oh, well, that's there. And I now feel like a war criminal and I'm going to set my controller down and walk away for a couple of seconds because that's like, wow. I'm going to go take and, a shower, get clean. Yeah, <laughs> sitting there, and it's like, okay. And then at the very end of the game, I know this is like a spoiler thing, so I don't know. It's it's old enough that I'm sure that people have already played it through. That spoil away. Through. Spoil, spoil away. Spoil away. The guy you've been searching for, it turns out he committed suicide years ago. And basically, you've gone crazy and think that you hear him talking to you. So you lose your friends, you kill hundreds of people, including the civilians, for absolutely nothing more than you going crazy. And at the end, you get to decide how you're going to handle that. You either commit suicide, 
you surrender yourself to the authorities or you go through and basically gun down the guys sent to try and find you later on because you've gone crazy as well. So it's basically at the end of this game, you're like, what in the world did there's no happy there's ending. there's literally no happy ending you turn yourself in at the end peacefully that's the happiest ending you can get but then you still have to live with your character did all of that for absolutely nothing wow <laughs> so after that game i literally didn't play video games for almost a week <laughs> you know yours and mine actually have a come similar thread and mine is a Final Fantasy game, but not the one you think. It's Final Fantasy VI. Really? Yep. Well, I want to preface this by saying I did have a movie moment that it made me like pause the movie and go, I need to walk away. I'll only tell you, because I'm not going into it, I'll only tell you the name of the movie. And that movie is, and I've been telling people to watch this movie constantly... It's the movie Breadwinner. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to spoil it. And actually, my wife is my lovely wife is writing the review. So I was like, I'm going to pick a game. Final Fantasy VI. About Hmm. halfway through the game. I know what I know what scene you're talking about. About halfway through the game. The earth gets destroyed through hijinks, magic, literally. You take control of the girl, Sully's. This general, who is a general in this, the Empire's army, gets left on this island with one dude, Sid, who ends up getting really, really sick and appears to have died. You then walk your character up to a mountain peak on the edge of the ocean, and you have the option to pitch yourself off the mountain. So you can commit suicide. Yes. You have that option. Now that moves the game forward because it ends up like you fall into the water, you hit this river current, you get washed ashore onto a different landmass. But you don't know that. No, you do not. <laughs> but let's assume you do pitch yourself off. So you committed to saying... I guess I'm going to go ahead and kill off this character. So you survive. You eventually get an airship. You go back to the island expecting, you know, this guy's died. Nope, he lived. He got better. He built a raft. So you eventually... So there's that awkward moment of, oh... I was willing to die and this character commit suicide. And it turns out they were fine. So then you JK guys, I'm alive. <laughs> so then you're sitting oh, there going, JK. "Oh my god, this, I could have ended the game right yeah, there." Yeah, like, oh, oh my gosh. And then, so if you go back and you actually wait and don't pitch yourself off the mountain, he gets better, and you ride the raft over. So regardless, you get to the same place. But it's just one of those like moments where you're going, "Oh my god, I." I had this choice. And granted, there's no rig, bill rig, real big consequences. It's just you have to come to the conclusion to yourself of, I thought this character was going to die. So it's just one of those. Uh, uh, for uh, what? 
10-year-old playing that game? That's a heavy moment. Even today, I'm like, oh, that's a really big choice. Like, you, it's like Romeo and Juliet. And I think that's actually kind of how they intended to play that of one character appears to have died, so the other character appears to kill themselves. But just kidding, it was a sleeping drug. So I, I thought that was a really big, heavy moment for gaming. So. I dig it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was... I mean, do you have anything more to say about that, Doug? About yours? I was going to say that... Um, Dead Island also had a really... It, the trailer was really hard to yeah. watch. Yeah. Dead Island, even the end of Dead Island is really emotional. But the game and in between those two points is utter dreck. Yeah, it's literally like the worst game organized <laughs> ever. Like, that and even its sequel was awful because basically it's like hey, guess what? It's the same exact game you played, but guess what? You can actually find guns again. Well, you know what game is really decent despite it being really crappy? Dead Rising. Yeah, it really actually is, especially the the first one that came out with the Xbox was actually kind of sim- er, kind of fun for a while, and then you're just like, yeah, and I'm just doing the same thing. Isn't it now. really hard to play nowadays uh, because if you put it up on a high def monitor, like the graphics are all messed up. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. <laughs> I know because uh, well, the one that I found hard was uh, Dead Rising Two. You have to constantly give shots to your daughter, or else she dies. It's like, oh, wait, my man, why you gotta do this? And then they just went off the rails with three. Yeah, but that, I like the off the rails nature of it. It's like, buzz on a bike, you bet. Buzz on a bike, samurai swords, and a dragon mask? Yeah, you got that. I was talking about the flamethrower, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You should tell us, Derek. <laughs> I'll tell you about I'll tell you about it after the podcast. <laughs> tell you about it when you're older, kid. <laughs> We're the same age. <laughs> All right. Anything else on the main topic? I think I'm good. I believe I'm good. There you go. Okay. Let's talk about the weekly challenge. Your job is to defend a major video game villain in a court of law. How do you get the not guilty verdict? And you can't use the insanity plane. First of all, who are you going to defend? You're going to love this one. Lothric, Prince Lothric and Lorien of Dark Souls 3. Wow. Okay. Wouldn't expect that one. <laughs> Doug and Dark Souls 3? No. No. Um, I would choose uh, Pagan Mean from Far Cry 4. Ooh, good Ooh. choice. Nice. I have some thoughts about your character, too. Which, well, I'll ask you some questions. <laughs> Mine? And Derek? Kefka, Final Fantasy VI. The clown? The clown? No. Clowns never deserve to be defended, ever. There's some... <laughs> there's actually some really good ones. I think I might be flouncing the the uh, skirting the rule but we'll go with Lothric. What do you want to talk about, Doug? Alright. <clears throat> keep it keep it so, short. Keep Lothric... it short. Alright, Lothric and Lorien were supposed to link the flames 
to keep the world going, basically. Okay. They did not do that. So, I'm just giving you the brief history I'm of who sure they you are. are. <laughs> yeah, this is very brief. So, they didn't do their job. So, the other Lords of Cinder, Yorm, uh, Aldrich, and the Abyss Watchers, came in. Well, they failed because... Why do that? Because it, it hurts. It literally sears your soul and destroys you to relink the flame. So why do it a second time? Like, that's just for the birds. So you're the third, you know, you're the third guy in line who's pretty much like as if, you know, the Braves, they couldn't get their farm team to come fill out some of the roster. So they got, you know, the guy in the stands kindergartner to come play in the game. So you're nobody. I'm defending Lothric and Loring because it literally destroys your soul to keep the world going. And they were taught from a young age that this is what's going to happen. You're going to be in a lot of pain. You're going to, like, it is going to destroy you. What's the point? The world's, it's just going to have to happen again and again and again. There's literally zero point to relinking the flames. You can't enjoy the world you created, so there's just zero point. Why do it? One of them is already... The, the one who's most capable is not the one who's able to link the flames. The one who's crippled actually has to light the flames. So his brother would have to carry him to the fire and throw him in and watch him die. So what's the point? I feel like I blacked out. Is it a flood? It's in a flawed system that they are required to kill themselves for everyone else. It's not a sacrifice. It's not It's not a sacrifice made willingly. It's a sacrifice that is going to happen to them unwillingly. Because to the point where they ha- have a third string guy come along to try to kill you, it's no longer a sacrifice. It's a mandatory slaughter. If I understood like a tenth of Dark Souls lore, that might that might be a little more compelling. At this point, I'm like, not guilty, man. I understood nothing of that. I'm the third string judge, apparently. Still, you were supposed to be the better man. Yeah, but no. Yeah, but no. Yeah, but it hurt. Like it literally sears. It your stings soul. a little. Like, Have you it- ever used Bactine? It's like that. Do you have any back teeth? <laughs> Try it on your cut. The the have you ever seen the robot chicken Alf jokes? No. Does anyone have any back teeth? I'll have to look it up. All right, Sam, defend your guy. Who was it again? Pagan Mean from Far Cry Four. Right. So basically, he's the bad guy. At least that's what all the trailers, everybody in the world try and make you believe, but. Depending on if you get the second alternate ending by accidentally walking away from your TV for like 10 minutes and then coming back, you find out that really he's not as evil as everybody says that he is, and he was so much better than the alternative. So, (laughs) basically... The accusation against him would have been war crimes, basically saying that he was overly aggressive against the people that he was fighting against. Well, on one hand, you have a religious nut that wants to create a theocracy, 
that you can side with who literally kills off members of his own group that don't have loyalty or anything else along those lines. And then you have the exact opposite, which is the other side that you can side with in the game, which basically wants to create a regime of drug trade and child soldiers. So you have this guy, Pagan Mean, who actually is just a product of the local environment. Yes, he's aggressive against people. He tortures any of the people that he finds, except really, despite his aggressive tactics, he is the most reasonable of all the factions, and he could actually probably go to him, and he would listen to it. So I'd go the way of the CIA and fund the local uh, warlord in this case. You know? Makes um, actually with you. I've been, I've played Far Cry 4, and, uh, there's actually a third ending, did you know that? I have well, not got fourth. a third, oh, fourth ending? Okay, so there's the standard end, like, there's two, there's an ending right at the very beginning of the game. You set down your controller. Yep. Then there's the endings of, you side with Amana and the other dude, the religious nut or the drug cartel. The fourth ending is when you destroy them, well, you side with them. And you, on the last mission, if you have a rocket launcher, when Peg and Mean gets in the uh, vehicle, the helicopter, you have an option to shoot down his helicopter. Hmm. And, hmm. like, kill him and take his place. You know, nice. the Far Cry 4 story sounds really, 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 really similar to Far Cry 3. Where it's like, you can side, you can side with these cartel dudes, or you can side with the zealots who will literally are forming a a cult and it's like see that's why i'm really interested in far cry 5 because it's not like well i'm hoping it's not going to be side with douchebag a and douchebag exactly i'm uh, hoping that there's um well let me go this route you've seen that there was a thing floating around about a new cult right a real cult that is using the AR-15 in its religious worship, like everyone is carrying a rifle. Oh, yes. And I was like, yes, I did I see that going, in CNN. Oh my god, this it's is Far the Cry Unification 5. Christian Church or something like that. Yeah, no, I. I seen this. I, agree. I, was like, I thought about that. This is going to do some terrible things for Far Cry Five. That was my first. This is thought. also going to do some terrible things for Christianity, but that's it's a different question. <laughs> that's a different different aspect of that whole scenario. Okay, so your defense. Kefka, the mad clown. Go, go on. <laughs> well, he was the court jester for Emperor Gestalt, right? That Basically, the second-hand man. This guy, Kefka, was right next to the emperor at all times, could have easily led the empire himself. When it came time to experiment with Magicite, the emperor could have chosen literally anyone else in the kingdom. Who did he first experiment on? Kefka. It broke the man. The man literally lost his sense of self. He literally saw the world ending and beginning over and over and over because of the magicite he was being experimented with. So, when it comes time, he wants to destroy the only man who he thinks is responsible That's Emperor Gestalt. Yes, he does some pretty shady things. But he is... And I'm not just taking the insanity plea because uh, it's easy. He literally can't be held culpable 
because he has no sense of self. He has no sense of reality. So when he poisoned the kingdom of Doma, he wasn't able to tell if that was reality or if it was a fiction created by the emperor he so hated. So when he also destroys the world, he's doing it to destroy and deny Emperor Gestalt from using magic and magicite on anyone else. Yes, it accidentally destroyed the world, and then Kefka decided, I'm going to take advantage of this power, but in the end, it just got away from him. He didn't intentionally set out to destroy the world. He just took advantage of a terrible situation. So basically you're saying instead of murder one, you want to give him for a negligent home homicide? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I will agree with you because I do know the history of Kefka. Do you know his last uh, name? I don't actually. I think it's Elefuzo. Nice. So right? Italian. The things I know off the top of my head. Specify. He didn't have to Google this. But True. I could be wrong. So, um, but like you said, he got experimented on. He literally was just so. Combine that, combine that with a nihilistic worldview. It makes sense. Of even if you don't decide not to do that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It benefits me. So, it keeps me alive. It's definitely skirting the no insanity plea. But I'm not taking the insanity plea because it's easy. I'm taking it because nope, this dude's probably legitimately insane. <laughs> he yeah. literally you, you can't hold him culpable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll agree with okay. You. I'm, more, I'm more concerned with you than me. Um. Okay. Let's move on to gaming news real fast. Detroit Come Human has a release date, and that release date is May 25th. I'm looking. This game looks pretty epic. It, because of the backlash, I looked more into it, and I I love it. I, I think I might actually pick this up. It looks yeah. very Blade Runner-esque. It looks like a bit mixture of Blade Runner and Heavy Rain. True. And I like the idea that you can go back in time, basically in time, and try something new. <laughs> did you see the trailer, though, Sam? I did. The trailer that everyone's getting backlashing? No. Um, basically, it heavily implies this man drunkenly destroyed his robot the first time and beats his daughter. Ooh, to death. To, yeah, to death. And the robot... Oh, I do remember this one now. I didn't realize that it was the same game. Yeah, same game. I seen that wow. trailer and yeah, I was like... They changed, the, they changed the trailer so much that I didn't even realize it was the same game. Yeah, the the first demo they had was like a negotiate hostage negotiation. Like, huh. that was the demo, but the trailer, I was like, that's a really heavy trailer to drop. That and they... be turning robots into anarchist robots. I was like, I'm in for this game. I'm all about robots. Sweet. Um, new for ne- new to Netflix for March 2018. I'm not going to list them all. Just some things that stuck out for me was Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 and Voltron Legendary Defenders Season 5. Hey, hey, hey. The second season of a series of unfortunate events with Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Oh, you've, have, you've actually watched, watched the first yeah. season. But you didn't watch Stranger Things? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, which which is your favorite? Ghostbusters 1 or 2? I don't have a favorite. 
it's Ghostbusters, man. How are you going to go through and like argue with the <laughs> Jet Puff Marshmallow Man? Stay puffed. Yeah, stay puffed. Uh, I will counter that. Oh, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. It's Ghostbusters one. Uh, it's hard to combat original NES controller plugged into the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, he's got a point. True. <laughs> All right. Uh, releasing this week is Scribblenauts Showdown on March 6th for PS4, Xbox, and Switch. And Final Fantasy 15 on PC on March 6th as well. And that's also the same day that the Royalty Edition comes Good. Out. I read that really slow because I was translating Roman numerals in my brain. I was like, Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're on like, what, 26? <laughs> So about that. And I think that's it. Anything else for this week? I think I'm good. All right. Have a good one. See you. See you later, guys. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time...